0: Hi, talkers! It is Wednesday, which means it's hump day and it is raining. So snuggle up in your cars for a little bit of Lori and Julia. They'll warm you up on the ride home.
1: Thank you. We hope you don't snuggle up and shut your eyes. We want you to keep them on the road in front of you. Okay, so I know this happened last weekend. And you guys probably talked about it. The 75th wedding anniversary of Jimmy and Rosalind Carter.
2: Those had lovely, lovely little... You know, stories on this. And he, they're the longest married couple in presidential history, and he's the longest lived president.
1: Right. And his big habitat of humanity. I mean, he's, I mean, he's amazing. He's a, what they're he's an done.
2: amazing couple. Yeah. They they're are.
1: just good. So, this is kind of a sweet story. So, Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks.
2: Were they invited to the celebration? They,
1: they gave them a classic car with special meeting for the anniversary. They celebrated their. Um, what they did is they gave them a convertible built the same year the Carters were married. Oh my word. Ahead of their 75th wedding anniversary and um they um gave him this red convertible. Here's the picture of it. Oh, uh, an old what fashioned, year is that? Like 1946. 19- a 1946 red convertible and um the Carters were very excited, bright eyes and big smiles and just about the special times and that they get to drive around in this cute
2: convertible that's back in the, the car olden days they made out in isn't that Aww. i just think you know that's I mean? so sweet maybe a drive in movie i just think well, yeah. it held hands and went to a bluff to i yeah. don't know if there's bluffs in georgia where they are but you know somewhere to look at a view no but i i the just the submarine thought, races I mean, what is it, i think what they called yes, it back in the day yes they did back in the day Lori.
1: <laughs> and so and she also um they um, she wore a, di- a diamond pendant necklace that her husband gave her in honor of the 75th anniversary, saying her life has been an adventure ever f- first since first meeting Jimmy. And they went on to ma- marry and um, President Carter, former President Carter, said he took the microphone briefly. He's 96 years old to my wife, Rosalind. I want to express particular gratitude for being the right woman I chose for my life. Ah, uh, so sweet. sweet. I just thought that was kind of sweet, and that's in People Magazine. And who is on the cover of People Magazine? Who? The Duchess of York, the former Duchess of
2: York, no! Fergie. And they give
1: this woman so many lives. Uh, she gets so many lives. That so is going to
2: be a real low-selling newsstand. I know. Issue. So here's the here's the uh, here's her little headline story. Uh, I'm sure she's saying something about how wonderful her pedophile husband how
1: proud princess diana no she didn't talk about her pedophile she did
2: she did she defends prince andrew in this article but she said how
1: proud princess diana would be of her wonderful sons and their wonderful wives but why is
2: fergie on the cover well she's on the cover in a dark but why
1: motherhood my memories of diana And life after the palace. That's right.
2: Because the one thing that always sells on people is the royal Mm -hmm. stuff. But Fergie is a bad choice. And of course, Eugenie and Beatrice. All right, but her novel's coming out. Is that why the Duchess, whose
1: debut novel, the sweeping coming-of-age story, "Her Heart for a Compass," will be published August third? There you go. And so then it talks about when they met. We gotta find that
2: YouTube clip of her running. Insane, and in the, she's dressed in, in the costume, wind. and she's like, you must follow me, or something about her bodice ripper. It was absolutely hysterical. Okay, and she talks about that they were best friends
1: when Diana was 14 and she was 15. But here's the the heart for a compass. We're going to read this. Know, okay, here's what it, read this. Here's what it says. A brilliant and glittering jewel of the novel. I was wholly swept away. Alison Packay, New York Times bestselling author, author of The Queen's Fortune.
2: Well, mm-hmm. you're gonna read it because this is your forte of a book. This oh, is your style of a book, a nice really. body stripper. Well, she like better good- write good about sex, right? Well, I this mean, honestly, you know, maybe uh, she found some of Andrew's diaries. Well, we're gonna talk about sex life tomorrow okay. when you're not here. All right, let's talk about a book that we probably are not going to be able to have time in our packed book schedule. But it is But a- we did put in a request we and if did. we do get it, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, well let's just right. it was kind of Deb Deborah Roberts uh from uh, GMA, this is their July's their book club, the okay. personal librarian. It just is a intriguing story. And I've seen this book show up on a lot of different lists. So I thought, well, in case we don't get to it, let's listen to it and see if people want to listen. Yeah, we'll give people a tease and you can make a decision whether or not you want to go to a bookstore and pick this up. This is Bell's this office. was well, Bell's, Bell's, Bell's
3: office? office. It's yeah. Bell's office, and of course, at that time she had the desk in here, and then the sidebar where she kept whiskey. And even though this is a sort of a smaller version of the library and the study, it's still spectacular. It was a stunning achievement at the turn of the century. A woman creating this breathtaking library while working alongside one of the most powerful men in the country, John Pierpont Morgan. She sat here and then she would hear J.P. Morgan call out to her and his office is right Right. in the corner. Wow. Morgan's personal librarian becoming a force during a time when women in this country couldn't even vote. She was powerful and beautiful. And had a big secret. She passed off as white, yes. But she was not. And no. she was not. No. And she was not even mixed. She was she was black. She How was did woman. that happen? How did she even manage to do that? I think to white people they looked white. But to black people they looked black. I put Because a, of their features. Because of their features. And whenever I posted a picture of Belle, everybody would say, How did she pass?
2: Of course that woman is black. Of course. so this mm-hmm. it's, it's a two, fiction, right? And it's a co the co authors. One woman is black, and one woman right. is white. And I hope this story isn't triggering for Sonia Morgan because you know she gets triggered by everything to do <laughs> with the family that she <laughs> but was what married was it? into. John Petulance or what? John Pierpont,
1: Pierpont. John,
2: yeah. J. P. Morgan. I didn't
1: know what the P stood for. Yeah, Pierpont, Pierpont. a
2: very fancy name for rich oil barons and railroad no barons. No yeah. Let's just play
3: the second half okay. of the
2: personal librarian.
3: She is in their instant New York Times bestseller, Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray pull back the veil on Belle DeCosta Green, born into a prestigious black Washington DC family as Belle Marion Greener. Her father, Richard Greener, who was this activist, a contemporary of Frederick Douglass. He was the first black graduate of Harvard. He was a famous orator, famous advocate for civil rights equality at that time. But their mother, Genevieve Fleet, she really began to see the writing on the wall. Once she made the decision that they were going to live as white, she changed their names. She told them how they had to behave. And so from the age of 16 on, Belle was walking in the footsteps that her mother had laid out for her.
2: And walking a tightrope. And she was just beautiful. And she was this personal librarian. And did you hear when they said Instant New York Times bestseller? Yes, I know. And uh, so anyway, I I just... It it sounds good. I mean, and it's... It's Sounds a historical good.
1: reimagining, too, yes, but it's a true right. story that this really did, and it, what it reminded me about is The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett that we read last summer mm-hmm. about the twin sisters who did not, did not look oh, black, yeah. that were black, and one, right. one grew up completely black, and the other one grew up in a completely white, Yeah, and how... Wow, that sounds like a great book. Well, we do have a request, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, but I I think people want to know about this historical fiction. It's called The Personal Librarian,
2: and if it's good enough for GMA as a book club pick, it might be good enough for your book club pick. All right, we'll be right back with Random Thoughts. You know,
1: I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if...
3: And now, Julia's Random Thoughts.
1: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so um, there's this story, Lori, and I don't know if you guys heard about it. I don't know if it happened when I was gone. But um, this 94-year-old woman in Alabama named Martha May Tucker recently got to cross something off on her bucket list by trying on wedding dresses. She got married in 1952, but black women weren't allowed in bridal shops back then, which just Whoa. is so yeah, outrageous. Well,
2: yeah, Jim but, Crow laws. Yep. Yep.
1: So um, the, Ma- Martha married the love of her life 70 years ago, but she never was allowed to try in a wedding dress. And so um, her granddaughter got with the cousins and decided we need to make this happen for grandma. Oh, the family booked an appointment at David's Bridal, Uh, they gave her a chance to say yes to the dress (laughs) and they said, our grandmother sacrificed so much to us for us to be able to turn around and grant her that one want was just priceless. And her, um, she got married in the South in 52. She said that at the time, black women were not allied in bridal shops. So she wore a blue dress that someone loaned to her. And she just said she didn't want to, after trying on the dress, she didn't want to take it off. She expressed how grateful she was to her grandchildren, and Aww. she looked in the mirror at herself wanting, and she just looks amazing and so happy, so I just thought that's a, just a good feel-good Should story. Grant, post that? I, Grant, I'll send it to you, because it's really... Yeah, it, send it over. I'll I'll
0: put her it on, it's in her gown? Yeah,
1: it's really sweet. Aww. Um So, I just thought that was a good thing, and then I read this other story that reminded me of me. Okay. When I like to buy tickets for things that mm. I forget about and might have already happened, and <laughs> games... That I think are in the wrong dates, but already happened. So this actually happened to a Phoenix, you know, the NBA finals are going on between the Phoenix Sun and the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually do know that. Right. A guy, a a woman wanted to surprise her husband to go to game three in Arizona of the Suns. The first two games were there. She bought tickets to game three. Mm -hmm. She buys the tickets without realizing game three is in Milwaukee oh So she, she said she, they just rolled with it. They doubled down. They bought tickets to go fly to Milwaukee and went to game three. But I just thought, okay. They probably just were like delighted me. at right.
2: what a charming place turned, yeah, Milwaukee is. It probably
0: turned out to be more fun On than the they On the water. Expected, yeah. And they right.
2: might have had a tour of uh, you know, the Harley factory right. or a beer place. Right. Or- Milwaukee yes, is charming. charming.
1: Milwaukee really is. Oh my gosh! And there is so many churches there. Yes, there are. Oh my gosh! There is so many churches. All right, so this I thought was interesting for a couple different reasons because we really find out how much artists get paid when they're streaming music. So, according to this story, the best selling streaming service is Peloton, and I am oh, talking the, the best bikes. the bikes. Mm-hmm. So, Peloton bikes and running machines they stream music right. and when they stream artist music they pay more than spotify apple music and youtube obviously because they stream less but um the pay they pay three cents per stream so when a song comes on whereas others pay less than one cent in royalties yeah. so this is based on a 2019 report peloton pays three cents per stream whereas spotify pays about one-third of a cent Apple Music pays two-thirds of a cent, and YouTube pays less than one-fifth of a cent. How the hell do people do the accounting? There's a lot of fractions. <laughs> yes. And they don't, Peloton obviously, <laughs> Peloton doesn't even account for one percent of total streaming, obviously, right. but still, isn't that I never knew how low it was.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, the math is illusion. One-fifth me, of a penny like a every nightmare. time we
1: listen to something, the YouTube songs. That's what yeah. the artists are getting, one-fifth of a penny. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I, I play a lot of songs on repeat. So well, we play the is- same damn songs yeah. every day, right?
1: But, yeah,
2: that's really incredible.
1: I know. So the NBA uh, Game 4 is on tonight. Is Are you into that, Grant? Uh, no. not
0: really. I mean, I love sports, but I just, I'm trying to honestly shift my focus into more of our world so that I can be a little more adding to the situation. Yeah. Right. How was
2: the major, the ball game last night, the all-star game? Anything it was good. It was good. It, it's, mm. Yeah.
0: It's one of those little showboats for, I guess, some of the younger fans, but it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Who
2: won? The American? American
0: or? League won. Yeah. So that means they'll host the World Series as the home team. That's really the only thing you get out of it. Is whoever wins, whatever league wins gets to be the home team in the World Series. Never knew that. That's, did you know
2: that? Yes. Oh.
0: That's about it. And I so, did yeah. know that. It was yeah. interesting, but yeah. Then, it was nice to see it in Colorado. That was cool how they... Oh, that's know, such a did,
1: beautiful stadium. They
0: did such a great job with it. So yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's cool. Okay, so here is, you know, Grant, we were talking yesterday about... What's the name of that food delivery service? DoorDash. DoorDash. Okay, listen to this story, Laurie. <laughs> it was this morning on the Donna and Steve's show that I peek and listen to. Yeah. Uh, it works for my lifestyle. And Does
2: it also help you with show prep? <laughs> <It> was,
1: <laughs> well, they look in the machine, too. Yeah. And okay. I'm curious. Too, no, I, you know, I get a kick out of all of our yeah, shows. I listen do. to Clean and Bradley on The Way to Work, um, yeah. Jason and Alexis, if I I I'm up too. early. I mean, of course, I love our station, so I just listen to it. So, anyway... Steve was talking about his DoorDash experience last night, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he ordered one, is it QB, or what's the name of that place that that's like Chipotle?
0: Oh, Q-Doba. Q-Doba. Qdoba? Qdoba. Qdoba. Qdoba.
1: One burrito, one bag of chips, and a little bit of salsa or something.
2: Okay, that just seems like a waste of door dashing in such a small amount of food. But again, it's
1: laziness. Yeah, You're home, you've worked a long day, you didn't stop and get anything, whatever. Yeah. Okay. It cost them $26. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay, so there was the charges from $14 up to 20 I mean, so much. Sur- I mean,
2: because you do this,
1: Grant.
0: Yes, that's... I mean, an average meal, like if I were to go to Wendy's, it would cost me about $9 for that meal. That same meal with DoorDash is about $21.
2: As it should be.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're paying yeah. for that service. You're I mean, I tip them the well. you paying for the service. Right. I have
2: no sympathy. I No, I, I'm uh, just saying that so DoorDash much because I always people, wonder. I hope they get tipped. Now I worry they get screwed on the tips. No, they
0: do. Don't they always? You at least have to give a minimum of I think fifteen percent. But most people, especially during the pandemic, like myself, if you were out doing that, I was tipping like crazy.
2: Wow! So you're just paying for the luxury delivery of being lazy. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, of the luxury guy. I'm lazy, but I don't do this. Well, because you're lazy and cheap sometimes.
1: Is that it? Yeah. Oh, I love for it. I love it thing. that you throw a man in the box. <laughs> no, but you
2: would. You would no more. I would no more pay, pay somebody to deliver one burger for twenty one dollars. No.
0: Yeah, I've, if my parents knew how much I spent on DoorDash, which they're listening right now, yeah. they'd probably be like, "Hi, grandparents." Yeah. Yeah, they'll be. Sh- they they are shaking their heads. i sure. yeah. after I told them I paid twenty one dollars for Wendy's.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I just well, I think I even get up in the middle of the night and drive myself. I to know. the twenty four hour place to get. I, I mean, I really, I could do. Are they twenty four hours?
0: Uh, Taco Bell is, White Castle is, certain places. But <laughs> Look
2: at Grant don't, knows. Don't tell me all he's that. He's the Doordash. Stuff. Guy. A, he's a dark, I, he's a am,
0: I am when it comes to food right he's now. He's the guys. junk food oh, guy. Bad, bad, bad.
1: Isn't that something? All right, so this is a little the little study about about words we love to see in food labels when we're buying our food and words we don't like to mm-hmm. see. So what are words like if you were buying something that you're like? I hate
2: seeing it's non-GMO because okay. I never can remember what the hell that okay. is. I'm with you. I, I'm like, bleh, bleh, blah, blah. Um But what do you like? Well, wh- what words do I like? Like what trigger points for food? Like on the packaging? Yeah. Like fresh. Yeah, fresh, organic. Natural. Um, natural. natural, I guess. Okay, people- except when it comes to peanut butter. <laughs> I know it. You Let's like see. the fake process crap. Julia, that is peanut butter. That
0: is, Dippy. <laughs>
1: that is I'm with you because I eat it too, but yeah. I still have the almond butter there thinking. Wow. It's so hard to spread. It's, yeah. it's so hard to deal with, but sometimes
2: it's just depending. Yeah, now they're going to call people almond butter legs instead of peanut butter legs. That's <laughs> right.
1: And you know what that means. Okay, so the words we hate to see on labels, like you, non GMO. Do people hate that? No, they hate vegan. Yeah plant-based, mm. gluten-free, yes. mm, organic, one. but I think you're right, non-GMO, because obviously you don't know what it means. Little Caesars Pizza is coming out with a non-meat pepperoni.
0: Pepperoni, made out of peas, right?
2: Something like that. Yeah. yeah,
0: they're crushing up the peas and getting the protein from it and making what pepperoni is? out of peas.
2: I will be curious to try this. I know. Let's try pepperoni. But I like pepperoni. So Why do, do you have I? to switch? I just I'm would like you. to try it.
1: Uh-huh like turkey
0: bacon what's the point
1: well yeah. i would agree with that yeah. one there is no flavor in that damn thing well, we're
2: going to add to our author next what's oh. the difference between all these foods we can ask uh, our author brett warshaw because she does this with all foods which is
1: really cool we'll yeah. be right back thanks for hanging out with us today and welcome to the Lori and julia book club we are delighted to have brett warshaw with us she has written a book what's the difference recreational culinary reference for the curious and confused and what started a newsletter letter let turned into this amazing book. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell
2: us I'm how. In the confused category. Always confused I'm in about food. Always, always. <laughs> like, I mean, this is like the most unbelievable, uh, simple. Like, why hasn't anyone thought to do this book before?
4: Well, thank you. I'm so glad you guys are learning stuff. That's definitely what it's made to be used
1: for. Tell us how it started, because you really have a good story.
4: So I used to work in food media, and so it was always that person that people turn to with food-related questions. And I was actually, in a, a few years ago, I was debating with some friends the difference between a sweet potato and a yam Mm -hmm. and I realized that I didn't really actually know the difference and I was pretty disturbed by that so (laughs) I started doing some research and then once I learned the difference I realized that I really had a lot of other questions like that so I pulled some friends to see the
1: sort of things that they were curious about too and I started writing a newsletter and then it all started from there and so you've p- compiled a book and it's what's the difference and and it's the differences between basically what you're doing is food and drink categories in this mm-hmm. book and it and you start out the very you know i th- the very first thing is active dry ve- yeast versus french yeast versus instant yeast and then ai- aioli versus mayo and you keep going and going and going all these things that people don't know it is such a great resource is there one that surprised you. you the most? Finding out the differences between what the heck they are. Um, well, uh,
4: the uh, example I love to give is actually the the topic that started the idea in the first place, which is a sweet potato and a yam. Yeah. Because I was I was pretty shocked to learn that the things that you see in the grocery store that are labeled yams and the things that you you know make on Thanksgiving with marshmallows and things like that that's actually those are just also sweet potatoes those are not yams yams are a completely different type of root and are a lot starchier than sweet potatoes and actually are more common in um, other types of cuisines around the world but we don't really find them in the u.s so
1: So, i was pretty shocked to learn that so do we really when we're buying something that says a yam is is it a sweet potato it is a sweet potato. Are you kidding me? I feel ripped I off oh, right now. Lying to. I You've been to. Oh, know. my gosh. It's crazy. That is nutty. Yeah. That is, like, a really interesting one, and I love that you're having an argument about it, and you have no idea what you're saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was like, oh, you know, if it's a certain type of color, you know, it's like
4: you try to think of all these different, you know, descriptors that could be the difference right. turns out we we've been lied to this whole
1: time and you know there's one i mean you get into betty versus buckle versus cobbler versus crisp versus Com- crumble versus pandawi, it, which I, i've
2: never even heard of before is that all regional yeah. differences like with a crumble and a buckley and uh, you know a crisp, a crisp. Uh, is that it's, regional differences there um there are some regional terms but
4: It's actually it's interesting how there's really different words for every type of you know variation. So you know you have crisps that have no oats in the in the um, in the topping, but crumbles do. And you know uh, cobbler has more of a biscuity topping rather than that kind of crumbly texture. So there's it's amazing how specific these definitions get. But turns out we like to have a lot of words for those types of fruit desserts yeah i
2: always honestly i always thought basically creme brulee flan and panna cotta were basically the same thing (laughs) (laughs) but just different people just called them different names and maybe the creme brulee different different countries right right? but that's not true is it
4: it is not true (laughs) they um they, they actually have completely different some have different are made on the stove top some are made in the oven some have eggs some don't there's really there was some there was actually just completely
1: different dishes which
4: you know again I thought they they were pretty much the same thing so that was a fun thing to learn as I did research for this.
1: I just this is such a clever idea and it's a beautiful hardcover book and you have great illustrations in it and I and I thought some of the liquor stuff was pretty good because like a cava versus champagne versus pet knot versus prosecco holy cow. Mm-hmm. They're all
4: sparkly. Yeah, and that. Yeah, they're all spark, They're all fun to drink, especially you know in the summer. Um, but that was those are definitely like more on the regional categories, and that's what really makes them different. And champagne really can only be made in France, France right? Um, but then people, you know, someone in Spain went to visit France, you know, a few hundred years ago, and was like, "I like this stuff. I want to make it in my country." And then they started making cava, and it all kind of went from there. So. Uh, That is an example, a great example of how different areas take a certain dish and then kind of or drink and run with it.
2: Yeah, and you do, you know. It's I like how you in each chapter when you're like, I'm I'm looking thinking of the prawns versus shrimps. You write there are few crustaceans as misunderstood as the shrimp and the prawn. I mean, I like all the the storytelling that you give us as an intro, but. Would you tell us why prawns and shrimps are so misunderstood?
4: (laughs) Yes, I can definitely do that. (laughs) So something that um, you kind of like when I was approaching this, I was thinking like, oh, you know, they're pretty much the same thing. Like maybe prawns are a bit bigger, but they're actually like completely different species. Um, They have different types of body Like, their bodies are formatted differently. They have different kinds of claws and pinchers. They live in different habitats. Prawns are from freshwater. Shrimp can be either from freshwater or saltwater. Um, But what's interesting there is that the taste really just depends on the given species. It's really not going to be, there's not like one has a specific type of flavor rather than the other. So that is a thing where it is hard to know what you're eating unless you're really inspecting the body. Right. Right. Two different things that I really didn't realize were that different, but they are.
1: Was the research fun? If you're just joining us, we're talking with Brett Warshaw. The book is "What's the Difference: Recreational Culinary Reference for the Curious and Confused," and the categories are food and beverage. Was there was the research fun, or was it hard, or were there some that you couldn't find? You know, or tell us um, about that process.
4: Yeah, the re, I, for the most part, it was fun because i really liked learning it was definitely hard i think some some things were harder than others um but i have to part part of the really fun process was being able to call up experts especially on topics that i was confused about and right. having people that really knew the categories really explain it to me uh, cuz there are people that do this sort of thing you know for their jobs and i really respect <laughs> all their knowledge um especially you know being able to cover so many topics was great but um being able to delve deeper with people that really knew their stuff was definitely part of the fun.
2: It's it's just and such a whoever fun, did your illustrations too. Or it was did a great job. Oh,
4: thank you. She did such a good job. Her name's Sophia Foster. Oh, yeah, so an excellent job.
2: Because like when you go into the all the different kinds of clams, <laughs> and you know, mm-hmm. showing drawing the little pictures of you know all these uh, different things. I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was really clever. Um, you know. With these little illustrations, it's really cute. It's,
1: it's just is it, is it, is, this is. Yeah, a great is book. it flying off the shelves? Uh, yes, it is. Good for you. Well, congratulations. Thanks. This is so fun. All right, so here's one that comes up a lot, and the and it isn't what I thought. The difference was the difference between a banana and a plantain.
4: Oh yeah. So, turns out something that that was very fun for me to learn is that a banana is actually a, an herb. Which is shocking. It um, is. I've
2: never tried smoking yes. the skin. I should we be
4: <laughs> rethinking that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but plantains are actually a type of banana, and what we think of, you know, then at the store at the store are really what are technically called dessert bananas. And uh, the main difference between those two types of herbs are that plantains have a lot more starch than those dessert bananas so they're going to be um, a lot less sweet you're going to probably want to cook them rather mm-hmm. than eat them raw like normal bananas but they're really delicious especially if they're fried
2: you know yeah, right yeah cuban you know really jamaican, jamaican, jamaican cuban culinary, culinary yeah. of the caribbean islands and they're delicious when they're fried they really yeah, are
4: that's definitely the move yeah that's my favorite would eat them <laughs>
1: <Okay>.
2: <laughs> this is just and then
1: um, you know the difference between an appetizer, an hors d'oeuvre, and a canopy.
2: Yeah, I always thought they were all just different names for the same thing.
4: Yeah, like that's that was a fun one. And you know, I was writing this during the pandemic when we were all in lockdown. So, right, me want to be entertaining. Um, I couldn't wait to show off my all my all my uh, recipes and also my my cocktail party knowledge. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so the differences between those are. Appetizers are the most general term, so that actually incorporates hors d'oeuvres and canapes. orders okay. hors d'oeuvres are specifically one or two bite foods. Um, they can be hot or cold and um, can really be anything that is, you know, fits within that sort of kind of, so one or two bites, you're probably drinking it with a cocktail, mm-hmm. having it with a cocktail. Um, and a canapé is very specific. It is composed of um, a small piece of bread or a cracker or a little piece of pastry that's topped with something. So whether that's cheese or meat or some kind of fish or something like that. So, you know, it gets more and more specific as you get, um, you
1: know. Yeah. And then the you canopy. even, but you're so cute because you go on to say that the term canapé comes from the French word couch. Because the bread or cracker is the couch for the stuff on top of it, and you give more detail. I mean, there's history behind this. This is what a fun, what fun thing! And congratulations to you. Thanks
2: for leading us out of the uh, dark for those of us who are curious and or confused.
1: Oh, yes. You know, this book is for you. This Thank is, you. and it really, it really is good. And if you want history on cognacs versus armanacs, yeah, or, yeah. you know, you it's, really dive into everything. What's the difference? The
2: pastas. I mean, it is a great book. If you have somebody who's like a cook or a foodie person in your life, this is a book. It's a great you're gift. And
1: it's, it's, I bet everyone's going to use it all the time for reference because it just has everything. And congratulations to you, Miss Brett.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for the kind words and for having me. On.
1: Absolutely. Now, we think, so you also work at Apple News. I do. Right? And yeah. um, we saw that you um, gave thanks to Katie Stroop. Yes. Because we've, What? where did she come from? What magazine? She was at? people
4: and entertainment weekly um and has been at various other places
1: yes because we've had her on our show before so just tell her the girls from minnesota she lives in dallas doesn't she or she did at some point she maybe she did she did a story i think on her nipples this is a long story brett you can research us later if you want but i think she did a story for us for paper magazine or detail magazine or something in back at the
2: Turn of the last Tree. <laughs> yeah, the, our, our body perk nipple <laughs> enhancers. Oh no, up. our body it's perk nipple enhancers. I swear. Yeah, I i got them on Sex in the City. It's like the only outside of the writer's room thing that made it on the show. It's season four, wow. episode six. But I remember her vividly. So just tell
1: her we say hi. I will, absolutely. And I can't wait to look this thing up. Oh, right. gosh. And what's <laughs> the difference? Good luck, and people, buy the book. It's great. We actually have two copies to give away. If you give us a buzz, at 651-641-1071. Thanks, Brad. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Absolutely. We'll be right back.
0: So, what are you trying to say?
4: Hollywood!
1: Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this?
2: Okay.
1: Hey, everybody. Hollywood speak. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think that she got... It's true, people. Or am I wrong? Am I missing the headline? Well, I mean... A Los Angeles judge says that Britney Spears will be allowed to hire her own attorney in her conservative case, according to the New York Times. Um, So there you go. Yeah. So she got what she wanted today, so so good news.
2: Step one. Yep, step one, and good news for Brittany. Yeah, Jamie has got to be bumming out. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He paid himself $16,000 a month, and she got $2,000 a week. It's... It's... (laughs) So, whatever that is. What a horrible
1: dad. I Uh, mean, I just think, oh, I'm, yes, she's on her way. Step one. Step one. And Rosie and Nicole, congratulations. Those are the winners of the book, What's the Difference? Mm -hmm. And we will post, if you want to see the cover of it and everything, that will be posted on the Laurie and Julia show page. Um. We, gotta get what do we got to get to some Hollywood. Let's speech. do it. Okay, Let's
2: do it. So, um, Arena. Here's the headline: Kanye West and Arena Shake might be over before they ever really started. Because, oh, that- of course, we learned his first order of post-divorce business was to jump into a casual relationship with a, a model uh, that he'd known for a long time. But her people have said this, Jules. She likes him as a friend, but <laughs> doesn't want a relationship with him.
1: Well, I'm sorry, Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Kanye West.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, Kanye is—he's he's a good-looking guy. Oh well, of course he is, but, but he's, he's a handful. He's a big handful. Why One would you source, want a handful like that? Someone, another source is shooting down the arena Kanye trip to France for his birthday. I don't believe she, this ever was. She went to his birthday party as a friend. There were 50 other people there.
1: Lori, I never thought this was anything. We never saw him holding hands. We never
2: saw one Frankly, thing. Frankly, I'm more shocked that Kanye had 50 friends to invite because I would have thought his nearest and dearest would have been him, his ego, Ricardo Tisci, who's the designer and a bunch of mirrors.
1: Oh, Lori. <laughs> Woo! lamb. <laughs> well, you always would spoke that for yourself.
2: Okay, Jillian Anderson did an Instagram Live On Monday, so this is before she was nominated for an Emmy for... uh, The Crown. The Crown, but she also, you know, is in the Sex Education, that show, which I don't know when that's ever coming back. But she just said, I don't wear a bra anymore. I can't wear a bra. I'm sorry I don't care if my breasts reach my belly button. I'm not wearing a bra. It's just too bleeping uncomfortable. Cheers. Yeah, she didn't really. All she I saw had her positive comments. I
1: saw a picture of her. She's in a V-neck top, and she's bone thin. First of all, yeah, and she has very little nubbins. <laughs> um, so okay,
2: yeah, okay. Well, you know what I think a lot of people really like wearing the camis the cam- that have a built in yep. type of a bra. They're my favorite if thing you in the can world. Get one to yes. fit you and if it's got the straps of your boot Yeah. And those are more I've been a Cami girl for years. Same. And the bras I have I haven't worn one that clasps well. in a long time. But I'm just saying, Julia, I have them. But they are <laughs> uncomfortable. And Not my boobs all of them. got lazy from wearing pullover bras. Remember when I got my pullover oh my bras God. at Forever Twenty One and I you guys pranked me is this we pullover? Did. Okay, Grant. She went
1: on and on oh. about
2: her pullover bras. Oh, I was so. And excited. she said,
1: I think I'm selling so many units for Forever Twenty One. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they've got to be sold out at Because at they were Rose like halters
2: they were halter styles, yeah. so okay. they were kind of a nice, you know. Oh, like, she went on and on. And so we pretended. I wish I'd bought a hundred of them. We oh. pretended some, who did we have Dawn. calling? Don. Don pretended that I was somebody from forever she did that i had moved all this merchandise and they wanted to call and congratulate
1: her on the air oh that's that that was back when we had time to be creative yeah i know (laughs) Back when we
2: had time that's right wow lori i forgot all about that that was that's funny funny okay uh georgina chapman her divorce from harvey was just signed off this past monday That's probably why she was making out so hard with Adrian Brody on the red carpet. I'm so happy. I'm so happy the money's in the bank. Bank. (laughs) We got it before everyone else. Yeah, because uh, they have two children, Mm -hmm. 10 and 8, and they married in 2007 after meeting each other at a party. And they had a divorce settlement three years ago they reached it. Um, But I think it took him three years to come up with the 15 to 20 mil. Uh Uh-huh. And he gave up custody of his kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. So that explains she. She won. She was happy. Yeah, that oh, of divorce course she was. just happened.
1: Wow. She just Why she became, was all over the piano man?
2: Yeah, she's it, officially free. Uh huh. She'll never be free of the association. She will always she be. Will always be the lady. And Marquesa will always be slightly stained. Um. Yep. Yeah, right. Harvey made me wear this dress. Yep. Okay. Oh. Yep. Um, Nicholas Cage brought his fifth wife to the red carpet for his new movie Pig, which is a terrible title, but actually the movie is uh, not getting bad reviews. But he stopped uh, on the red carpet and he said uh, he let them know we should clear the record uh, about Joe Exotic. Uh, basically, Tiger King isn't happening because the story's no longer quote-unquote relevant.
1: I would agree. Didn't mm-hmm. that run its course? Oh, that yes. whole thing. I mean, you guys. I, he
2: said. He said. I think Amazon ultimately felt that the material had become past tense. It took so long for it to come together. Yeah, there you go. I'm right. And I'm, we associate right. it with the beginning of the pandemic. One hundred percent. March that, of 2020.
0: That was that was the first hot thing to watch, and it might. Yeah. And
2: it was kind of In like, Love Island. No, that didn't happen until August. Oh God! Look yeah. at you, who has her <laughs> no TV true. calendar. No, but the reason why I remember the 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 joke's that is that it was almost like I remember just thinking this pandemic was gonna be like a month.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the okay. beginning. Oh, and
2: so to most. me, the disbelief I had for Joe Exotic was the d- belief I could hang on to the disbelief that was only good. To me, they're tied together. Yes. With my thinking, this was all going right. to be nothing.
0: And what, 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 could, what new could we learn from a movie that we didn't already well, get Well, we would have had that...
2: Nicolas Cage in a fabulous hairpiece. That would have been, been We've fantastic. Already yeah. yeah. We've already seen him in those. We've already seen
1: him in those.